It's me, Calmac, and I'm back for the latest episode of Track Back with Calmac. This week, I'm joined by TikTok star Millie McClay, whose inspiring story is one that melted my heart. Millie um, is uh, a training personal trainer, and she tells the story of an injury that she uh, had while she was horse riding at one Christmas, which resulted in her having a severe leg injury and resulted in wearing a cast. And of course, that cast uh, was a principal um, thing for her TikTok uh, content, uh, where she would uh, be giving young girls advice on if they were dealing with the same problem, uh, what they can do and take uh, inspiration off her. Uh, Millie is such a lovely girl. It was great chatting to her and she is very inspiring uh, talking about her road to recovery from that incident. Tell us your opinion. Uh, email us at trackbackpodcast.yahoo.com or follow us on Instagram at trackbackpod. Here's myself with the lovely Millie McClay. <laughs> back 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 again on the latest episode with my latest guest on the continuation of the tiktok trek millie it looks really sunny where you are i mean how are you doing yeah i'm good thank you yeah no it's lovely i'm in um southwest london and the sun is shining today so uh i wish i could say the same i mean it's sunny but it's really i mean it's beyond cold i can't tell you how cold it is um i was in yesterday (laughs) you're lucky to have all the sun i've just got to say that you're very lucky (laughs) Yeah. So, of course, this is the continuation of the TikTok track where I interview several TikTokers about their careers so far on TikTok. So, Millie, what really brought you and this ever-growing app together? Because we both know that it is one of the biggest, hottest apps going um, on iTunes, on nearly every single social media platform going. I mean, it's knocking Facebook off its top spot that we never thought would happen. Um, so what brought you with TikTok? Um, yeah, so... Uh- I never really used TikTok before other than watching other people's videos. Um, I guess I'm a little bit, I'm 23, so I guess I'm a little bit older than most of the users on the app. Um, But obviously with my injury, I had a lot of time off work and I I literally made, I had about 20 followers when I made my uh, my first video that went really, um, I guess, viral. Um, And I just, I literally just, I didn't think anybody would see the video. I just made it for fun, really. Yeah. When when you're scrolling through the different, you know, skits, how do you find the diversity? Are you attracted to a certain, if you're, let's let's speak about you not creating your skits. Let's say that we're taking that out of the equation. As a TikTok viewer, what really, what do you like about the app? What, What kind of things do you like watching, you know, when you're scrolling through on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that um, the videos are, the videos are so uh, quick and easy to take in. Um, it's not like watching a YouTube video where you have to sit down, you know, with your cup of tea for, I don't know, 20 minutes of the day. You can kind of get through quite a lot of things to make you smile. I guess that's what makes it so addictive as well. Yeah, um, I, Yeah, no, I had a look at, um, I was having a look at your podcast and some of the um, other uh, comedians, actually, that you'd interviewed. And I just thought it's so great that they can yeah, get such a wide platform, such a big audience, um, just from making, you know, a 15 second video. So yeah, I guess I would, I watch a lot of um, comedic uh, people, um, but also a lot of equestrian things, because that is, you know, what I, what I do for a living and what I um, find interesting. So lots of horsey, horsey TikTok. (laughs) Now you are a personal trainer, right? Uh, 
you're, you're training in, to in, be a personal trainer yeah obviously you're going to become there's no doubt about that but um <laughs> you know you mentioned you had an injury um I did kind of learn that from you know finding stuff up finding stuff up about you um so obviously as uh, you know when you're training to become a personal trainer obviously you will catch a lot of injuries that's that's for sure but how did yeah. this in particular injury come about um so what so I basically I finished my um biology degree at university and I started working uh managing a competition stables in London um so I was riding um horses out in Richmond Park um it was a really fun job actually yeah and um I was riding out just before Christmas um so I think it was like Christmas Eve I was riding out and um the horse kind of um, you know, had a spook galloped out of control onto the road um, and it was pouring down with rain. So where she's wearing metal shoes, she then slipped over um, on top of me, um, crushed my left leg. Wow. Um, and then to get up, she pushed, pushed off my leg, which then, you know, crushed it even more. And she ran off and I was kind of lying there thinking, this is quite painful. This is quite bad. Um, and my, I had a compound tib fib uh, fracture so basically an open fracture my shin bone had come through the inside of my leg my foot was on you know on the other side and my bone was out here um, and yeah so that's how how I sustained the injury. How long ago did this happen? So this was quite a while ago yeah this was just before Christmas um, so yeah I, I mean it's a funny story really I'd literally just got back from the Maldives I had an amazing holiday um, and you come before. back and then this happens. That's yeah, literally the next, the next day I went on a Christmas ride. We had all the ponies dressed up, you know, in reindeer ears. And it was meant to be kind of a little jolly. And Richmond Park was absolutely heaving with lots of people, you know. Um, it was a really nice atmosphere. And then something like that happens. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm assuming you, you've you always liked working with horses, right? Yeah, um, yeah. No, I've been riding with horses. With love from that start, was it kind of at a young age you liked, you know, working with horses from a young age or was it recently? Yeah, no, I, I, so I've been riding since I was like four, I, you know, I've always, um, always loved riding, uh, but I never thought that I would necessarily be working with horses. I did my biology degree, you know, hoping to get a job uh, in that kind of field. But obviously with COVID, I just naturally ended up uh, staying at the stables that I've worked uh, for, for the last kind of four years. Um, and yeah, no, I, I was really enjoying it um, up until my injury. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. And how did that? How did that affect you in particularly um, that injury from not just the moment when it happened, but the aftermath? How long did it take you to kind of not mentally recover from it? Because obviously you were physically recovered, you were rehabbing the injury, yeah. but mentally, how 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 was it? You know, mentally rehabilitating from that event. No, that's actually a really good question. I definitely didn't even think about um, how mentally tough an injury like this would be. I mean, um, when it first happened, the pain more than anything, that was, it was the most excruciating pain I've ever been in. You know, I had a crowd of about 20 people around me because it was Christmas time at the park was really busy, but I couldn't even see the people around me <laughs> because I was just in, you know, pure, like- Agony. Uh, oh yeah, I can't even explain. Uh, yeah, I can't even put, put it into words. And then when I got into hospital, that all the doctors were saying, um, oh, this is the worst break we've ever seen. Like, you, there's no way you're going to be able to ride again, let alone walk. But I wasn't really taking that in because I didn't really understand how bad it was. 
So then I, I had to spend um, two weeks in hospital uh, bed bound. And that was mentally the most difficult thing I've ever been through. So I wasn't even able, yeah, I wasn't even able to get out to go to the toilet or to wash myself or to just get up and move around. I was literally stuck in the, and so I had a different metal frame when, whilst I was in hospital that you weren't able to move around with. So I was just stuck with my leg up for two weeks and watching, you know, just watching the white wall of the hospital. Um, it just makes you go crazy. But, um, you know, aside from aside from the pain. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, you had your injury at Christmas and then the month after we were back in lockdown. So did the lockdown was the lockdown beneficial to you in sort of getting a chance just to relax and do some maybe activities at home that can help, you know, make your rehabilitation go faster was was the lockdown good in a way for you when it comes to rehabbing um that injury yeah no definitely it definitely made me feel like um you know I wasn't missing out on anything I'm usually uh quite outgoing I like to go out lots with my friends but um because nobody was able to do that obviously um I wasn't missing out on anything yeah but in terms of um COVID and being in hospital um that that made it a lot harder because um, I had to wait so long for a bed to become available um, because uh, the hospital uh, where the specialist limb reconstruction team um, was uh, was so packed. It was St. George's in London. So, you know, and then I ended up contracting COVID whilst I was in hospital. Yeah, so that's, that's exactly what I was going to ask. I mean, before yeah. you contracted COVID, when you went into hospital, did you have that sort of fear knowing that you might be in a different ward, but you are still sharing the hospital with people that might have the virus. So what was going through your mind? Even though you're 23, you're still young yeah. and you, you could easily fight off COVID, you know, yeah. but how did you feel knowing that the virus was there? What was going through your head at the time? I mean, to be completely honest, I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't really aware how bad COVID was because I was kind of, um, you know, uh, not, where where I work with the horses, you don't you don't see you don't see it a lot because we're outside. Um, so when I went into hospital and I kind of it was only when I got it that and I went down. You, they take you all the way past all the red X's, all the pushing through all the doors. I think they took me down at like four a.m. They come and say, "Oh, you've got COVID. We need to move you right now." And it's only when I went into the COVID ward and I saw all the patients, you know, being turned over onto their front by the nurses and things, and younger people as well, that I really realised how scary it was. And when I saw when I saw that, like, yeah, that was. That, that was what made me realize how scary COVID really is. Because I think before I wasn't really worrying about it. Absolutely understandable. And we're a few months in since your injury now. How is progress? How, how is the injury? How, um, what, what stage are you at right now? Yeah, no, it's so, it's so much better now. So much better. Like when I, when I initially came home, I kind of didn't know how I was going to be able to live with um, this metal work on my leg. Like I was kind of crawling on my hands and knees like you know around the house because I couldn't walk um but now I'm walking I'm going to the gym um I'm lifting again which I'm like that's what makes me happy keeping fit um yeah so it's much much better now absolutely now going back to your TikTok um when it comes to your profile identity is is it resolving so we all know that every TikToker has a certain identity whether they're comedy whether they're you know, adult content creators, whether they're um, musicians, is fitness the norm of your, you know, TikTok identity? Is is that what you want your skits to be focused on? Is it fitness or is it something completely different? Yeah, no, that, that's a good question. So I originally, the first couple of videos I did before 
um, I had a couple of videos uh, go viral were um, fitness and kind of my message uh, to people was kind of shut because obviously um, it might, might not show in my videos, but this is a, it's a very painful um, thing to have metal drilled into your body. And I do have to push through the pain to work out. Um, but I wanted to show people that, you know, yes, I could just lie in bed and eat and feel depressed and feel low, but um, I was going out and doing exercise regardless. And I wanted to kind of show people to, yeah, to motivate and inspire other people to work out and feel good about themselves. I then, the video that um, caught a lot of attention was when I um, showed that um, like my leg was quite hairy. Um, and I honestly didn't think that people had such strong opinions on it. Um, but no, definitely I've had a lot of like, you know, um, 14, 15 year old girls messaging me saying, oh my gosh, is this normal? Like, I didn't realize that other girls were this hairy. So I think definitely, you know, along the like body hair, body um, po positivity, like I would like to kind of um, you know, go into that niche as well, because I just, I just didn't realize people would have sh such strong opinions about it. I still get comments, you know, every single day saying, oh, this isn't real, this isn't real. I think, yeah, like, yes, I'm just a real woman. Um, who obviously isn't able to shave um, because of my injury. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, how does it make you feel that, you know, your videos could be inspiring a lot of, you know, young women out there? How, how does that, how does that make you feel? No, it makes me feel, it makes me feel really happy, but also sad in a way that I've had so many messages saying, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this was normal. I think that so many women are just, they just see, the kind of airbrushed Instagram um, photos and don't realize that like, yes, my, my preference usually would be to shave, but in this instance, I can't. So, you know, obviously I'm like, just naturally quite a hairy person. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it definitely makes me, it definitely makes me happy that, um, that I'm kind of part of this normalizing body hair and women uh, movement, even if it is um, accidental, <laughs> yeah. So we all know, we, we've established that you want to get into personal training, which is yeah. amazing. It's an amazing job. Um, when it comes to TikTok, where exactly do you want that to go? Do you still want to do it while still promoting that amazing message? Do you still want to take that on, on, you know, on the side of doing the job that you want to do, which is personal training? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I kind of want to use um, my platform to... Um, yeah, share workout videos. I'm also training as a nutritionist. Um, so eventually share like um, healthy pr and promote healthy eating. But also I think definitely promoting um, body positivity um, in relation to, um, yeah, body hair and how it is completely normal. And how, I mean, with summer coming up, I definitely know the feeling of hiding away in your bikini until you've had your legs waxed or, whatever and I just think that it's completely natural and yes I, I, I the biggest thing that I when I read my comments is everyone saying oh it's a it's a preference though like don't force this upon us but that is the whole point it's a it's a choice um, and people do have different preferences but um, it you shouldn't force your preference onto somebody else at the end of the day if it's your it's your choice I think you know funny story my nan once told me to go and get waxed because I had got so hairy. But this is on a story. And I went to this salon and then they laid me down on this table. And I have to tell you, it was the worst experience I've ever had. So painful. I will never get waxed again. <laughs> it yeah. It's awful. And it just rips and you're like, oh, oh, oh. I, I can't tell you how awful it is. 
But well, um, yeah, my mum used to take me when I was 12 because even at the age of 12, I had boys at, uh, at school saying, oh, you're a gorilla for having such hairy legs. So my mum would take me literally when I was 12 or 13 to the waxing salon. And I think, um, yeah, now I look back and I just think like, why? Like, why did I do that? Go through all that pain, really. But um, yeah. Never again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, I want to go back to when you said, you know, inspiring younger women. Um, so if a young woman comes up to you who is in need, who is uncomfortable with her body, what kind of help can you support? What kind of support can you give her, you know, to make her feel that there is nothing to worry about? I think the biggest message is that it's completely normal um, that, I mean, at the end of the day, we're mammals and it's natural to grow hair. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of shocked that it's, there, st there still is a stigma, definitely, even from um, uh, like my, my parents, you know, if I were to grow out my armpit hair, for example, that would be seen as, um, I don't know, yeah, like a masculine trait but I think everybody grows hair it's completely normal yes some people are more hairy than others um but I guess it goes down to what are we trying to achieve every woman is trying to look younger and in a way more childlike by removing all of your hair and you know part of being a woman is growing hair so I just think the message is it's completely normal I love that I honestly love that Millie and finally where can people find you know your TikTok? Where 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 exactly? What exactly um, are the platforms they can find you on to see some of the inspiring things you're doing, some of the, the messages that you're trying to send out? Where exactly can they find you? Because I think that um, a lot of young people can look up to you in somewhat of a way. I think you're a very inspiring person. Um, so I mean, where where can they find some of your stuff, Millie? Um, yeah. So my biggest uh, social channels are TikTok, uh, which is uh, Millie McClay. Um, and Instagram, uh, where I share workout videos and um, other, like, um, you know, uh, healthy eating and that kind of thing, uh, which is also Millie McClay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would love for anybody who um, uh, wants to follow me and follow my journey back to fitness. And I think the biggest message that I am promoting is to try in every situation to see the positive. I think my last Instagram post was about the positive for me and my injury was becoming closer to my friends and family I realized what a big support system I had and even with the the comments about my hair all my family have been really supportive you know um, in saying that it's completely normal and I, I can relate a lot to the the younger girls I've had honestly hundreds of messages even photos that girls have sent of their arms and things saying is this normal and I've completely been there you know I, I used to wear long sleeve tops in summer when I was younger so that people wouldn't see it and now I just think wow that was so crazy like it's completely normal yeah I love that absolutely love that Millie and um, I want to thank you as well for coming on the show taking your time out to talk to me it's been a pleasure to speak to you and for you guys that want to listen into this week's episode with Millie all you have to do is go on Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a star rating, tell us what you thought, write a review. It would mean a lot to myself and the rest of the team here. But thank you, Millie, so much for being on the show, my lovely. Yeah, it's been lovely. Thank you very much. You've inspired me to get a workout now. That's, that's <laughs> Good. Thank Good. you so much, darling. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>